Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello and welcome again, everybody, to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And I'm back with my new friend, Capri Green, from just outside of the Dallas Metroplex in Texas. And if you didn't hear our episode last week, please listen to that because it's a great precursor for today. And Capri's two little boys, starting at age four, each one of them started introducing her to the real God, as Jesus calls uh, Papa, the only true God, totally changed her life. And gosh, what a story she has. And I could tell just from our interaction on Facebook what a sweet, full of joy young lady she is. And so it prompted me to contact her and and ask her to be on the show. So welcome again, Capri. Yes, thanks for having me, Paul. (laughs) It's my pleasure. And you mentioned last week that you've uh, written down these things that your sons have shown you about their time of going, uh, they don't call it heaven, but going to be with God. And you've put these things in your journal and you've talked about them. So tell us about some of those things and what you're doing with those now. My boys each have a journal and I just kind of write down what each of them is experiencing or what they tell me or even their dreams. Sometimes I'll write down their dreams in the journal and I'm trying to recall really what's the last thing I've wrote in my son Jedediah. He's seven now. The way he describes God, this lie, he always says God's favorite color is gold and that he says heaven is gold because I kind of just said, okay, let's just call this heaven <laughs> so we can, <laughs> this place that, you know, it, you know, yeah. let's just call it heaven so I, we can talk about this. And a little one, I go, well, Solomon, when you go to the sky house, he calls it a sky house. What do you hear? And he always tells me, I always hear, I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. He'll just say it over again. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. It is so, oh my gosh, it's so warming and so heartfelt. And because these boys, they don't go to church. <laughs> you know, they're not in Sunday school learning all the stories. and how they describe and explain the love of God is just amazing. And so I just started trying to keep a journal of everything that they experience. Jed right now is learning self-control. So God, like when he gets angry, um, because he says God's never angry. God's always happy. (laughs) So he can hear and he's like, I always hear this voice talking to me. And mom, it's just so hard, you know, when I'm angry. And as I try to tell him, it's okay to be angry. You know, God gives us these feelings. It's like, it's just what you do with that anger. You know, there's a healthier way to <laughs> deal with anger. And so, but it's just so neat that God walks him through everything. It kind of takes like a burden off my shoulders <laughs> in a way that yeah. I just know, I just keep pointing Jed to go inside, you know, and hear that voice and and just 
listen to God and just do exactly, you know, what you hear and, and follow that because it's full of love and grace. And as like, God sees you completely perfect. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You know that, and you know this, Jed. And so it's like, it really helps me in parenting because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's to me, parenting. I feel like it's not about pushing your beliefs on your child. I'm not trying to force them to believe anything. Honestly, I leave it completely wide open because I don't want to confuse them because I know I still have probably a long ways to go and they're just so pure and open and their minds are so pure and they just look at the world as if nothing is wrong. They look at the world so beautiful that there's not a screwed up people. (laughs) Everybody's beautiful. The world's beautiful. Creation's beautiful. And I just want to keep those minds like pure like that so they can hear clearly and see clearly. So I just write it down in a journal and I I try to continue to talk to them about it. That's so beautiful. And it reminds me, you know, of when Jesus told the disciples, you know, you got to be like a little child to see the kingdom of God, not to earn your way into it, but to see what already is and be not be childish, but be childlike. Gosh, that's so wonderful and refreshing to hear that. I It makes me think, uh, Capri, of a Facebook friend I have. I don't know if you know her or not, Melissa Rimple in uh, Canada. And she's a, a singer, piano player, songwriter, and a blogger. And she wrote a blog recently called Butterflies and um, something else. I forget what what the other word was, but uh, she sensed God leading her back to where she was and what she was like before creation, before God created anything, before she was born, before she came here. And God just showed her that from before the beginning of time, she was pure and perfect and fun and childlike, full of light and full of joy and full of music. Love that. Well, me too. And it, it so touched me that I just got away that evening and got in a a real quiet place. And I call him Papa. And I just said, Papa, if you want to show me something like that. Oh, and he did. And it was was the most amazing thing. And I think what you said uh, uh, in our last episode, it's looking within, seeing what's already something to the effect of seeing what's already true, what's already there. And it takes a childlike mind to be able to do that and to uh, let go of, of course, little kids don't have anything to let go of, but as adults, we, we, we got a lot of baggage and a lot of stuff that unfortunately we've been taught that's incorrect that right. we just got to let go of in order to see this. And gosh, what an amazing, wonderful experience you've had with your kids and they're, mm-hmm. they're still doing this. They're still seeing things and talking to God and relating things to you. And so what, what do you think, uh, in, just in addition to that being wonderful for your family and your life? What do you think will come of this? Do you have, is the Lord leading you to do something with these things? It's interesting. I'm, I'm just taking it step by step. And this sounds completely crazy. And so I hope I don't get any, a whole bunch of blacks from this. But I am starting to see, and we're just going to be led by it, but I am starting to see these kids can be 100% completely taught by God meaning they won't even have to go to school. So it's that's something very new. So I, right now they're in school, of course, and I'm just going to just be completely led and just like godly. I, you know, God declares the end from the beginning. So if he shows you something, you just stand on it because he, 
it's going to happen. You know, you just stand on it and you just let it be and let it all work itself out. And so he has shown me that. And I'm just going to let it all work itself out because these kids are so in tune with God. And I know when they go to school, how they're affecting kids, their age, how they're affecting teachers. So I'm okay with them being at school right now. But I'm just seeing that if we want to talk about future things. I'm, I'm seeing that. I feel like that's going to evolve and come about with, with my kids. They're just going to be taught directly. And I, I really even think there's a verse in the Bible that even says something like that, all will be taught by God or something like that. Yeah, there is. To, to that degree. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of, I feel like maybe what you're talking about, where we're, we're headed. And when I think of the verse, train a child in the way they should go, I don't think of it as like, uh, train them in everything I know. I train my kids to go inside and look and learn from God themselves, not really from me, <laughs> not really from their dad or whoever. I train them to go completely in and to listen and to meet and to have fellowship. Because to me, that's fellowship. Going inside, that's communion. Going inside, and that's even prayer. Going inside and listening and seeing. Because I believe we all really, truly live from the inside out. So whatever we got going on inside of us, we're going to be experiencing it externally out here. So I always teach them to go within and, or I'll tell Jed to go up his ladder or, <laughs> or he don't really have a ladder anymore. He now calls it a circle. There's a circle and it's, he says it's way faster. His ladder was slow. And so, and me, when I hear that, I've been seeing a bunch of acceleration happening in, in everything and everyone. Some people might not understand it. And, um, that's why we see kind of people going through some hard times, but there's just a bunch of acceleration happening today in humanity. And, uh, and so it's funny because what he's seeing about this circle, he's like, it's full of color and full of light. And he, when he goes through it, he, he gets to God faster or like he gets to heaven a lot faster as far as his ladder. Mom, the ladder is just too much work and it's too slow. And so, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, no kidding. Well, acceleration, thats I hadn't thought of it in with that word. Certainly, that's what appears to be going on around the world. Because 10, 11 years ago, when I first started getting an, an inkling of grace and unconditional love and Jesus finished work and inclusion and stuff, I'm very naive. But I thought I was the only one. I'd read a book that had a little bit about it, and the guy who wrote that book had died. I thought I was the only one, and I, I thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I found out about Steve McVeigh and then about, you know, Paul Young and Baxter Kruger and Don Keithley and, and different people. And, and just recently, in the last couple of years, a year maybe, it's just exploding all over the world. People are starting to see more and more and deeper and deeper. And it is, it's all beautiful. There's there's nothing uh, bad or dark or uh, anything like that. You, you mentioned just in passing the last episode, did you ask your son about hell? And what did he say about that? He looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I don't know, didn't understand what it was. He, so obviously he's never 
seen anything or heard anything like it before. God's never shown him anything like it before. The only dream he's had that he talked about this monster place, but he's told me he understands it now, but God was showing him about the monsters and he was standing on this rock with God and he was invisible. So nobody could, the monsters couldn't see him. And he was telling me that God was trying to show him things that he was scared of. The, that monster city was all the fear and that that fear could, he was invisible because that fear that it can't touch him. Wow. Because when he stands on the rock with God. And so that, you know, that was just so beautiful to me yeah. because that, that's so true because we, we, we fear it, it can look like demons and monsters and things that are scary and it affects our behaviors. You know, and so it looks like, you know, what we call sin and sinners and separation. And it was just such a beautiful vision or dream or whatever, whenever he had that standing on the rock with God and he became invisible. Wow. To all wow. And they couldn't touch him. Well, and that goes right along with what you mentioned earlier about the passage in First John 4, that perfect love cast out fear because fear has to do with punishment or torment. And that's just yes. not God. That's not what God mm -hmm. does. That's not what God's about. And that's really good news. And it, unfortunately, it, it's hard for some of us to get over that hump because we've just been taught that all our life. But when you have your own kids tell you about that experience, I can see that that would lend a lot of credibility to it. <laughs> so you've been researching, you've been going online, finding other people. Who else have you found on this journey that's been a blessing to you and is uh, an encouragement and has helped you on your journey? Right. Well, I have found people even in your group. There's, you know, Dr. K. Fairchild and there's Kyle Butler and Lynn Bennett and Catherine Toon, Mike Porter, uh, the Henshaws, uh, Dr. Bill, and just I'm trying to think of all, all, all the different people out there that are that are actually just come on and speak on, on Facebook and on Facebook Live. And they do, I think Kyle and Lynn, they do the Grace Line. And um, I've actually met a bunch of them in person back in the Have summertime. You? Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw that. You went to a uh, conference type thing with them, with yes. Catherine. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I remember and, that, yeah. Oh, Candy Courser and, and, and they're all these people. I just, especially those that were pastors before and actually like came out and admitted where they were, you know, just confused and, and, and it just let it totally change them and change their lives. That's so hard. Like I give so much, I have so much respect for them that have actually come out and started speaking. Cause I know there's a lot of pastors that won't, cause it would, it would ruin their life. <laughs> and they think it would ruin, it would ruin their ministry. It would hurt their ministry. It hurt their lives, you know, as far as what they built, their empires that they built. And so those that have come out and spoken and just, you know, I just honor and respect them because I know how hard um, it reminds me of that movie, Come Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, with Carlton Pearson. Yeah, it can be extremely hard. We, we started our church uh, with a handful of people back in 1991, and, and it grew to uh, a nice uh, little church. We were about 250 people. We had a medical clinic uh, that's still going for uh, uninsured people and doing a lot of nice things. And then when I started getting this message, I quickly preached it down to about 125. And and then when I really started seeing inclusion and that, as you mentioned, your son told you that God is in everybody's heart. And I started teaching that. I uh, Another hundred or so left. And yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 
it's hard because they're your friends. They're nice people. They're not the enemy. They're, they're people you've invested your life with. Some of them, you've married them and, you know, buried their parents and all of that kind of stuff and counsel them and things like that. And I've had different people along the way say, you know, you got to quit doing this or you're not going to have any ministry left. And I basically said, you, know, you don't understand. You, you can't quit teaching this. Once you, yeah. once the Lord shows you who he is and what mm-hmm. he's really like, you just can't not say that. Now, while our church is a lot smaller in numbers of people who gather every week, the Lord has way more than blessed that with people all over the world who watch and listen and uh, mm-hmm. and read books and that type of thing. So not that that's a measure of success. It just It's a measure of things that, that we like to know that what we're doing is making a difference. Make it, yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So we got a couple of minutes left, Kirby. What what's next for you and your boys? You you know you want to find out about the Lord teaching them, uh, taking it a day at a time. What's how are you doing this? Just taking it one day at a time and being led, just trying to live in the now, <laughs> as people would say, you know, and not a second in the future, and just try to be led minute to minute because <laughs> you never know with those boys. <laughs> but um, real blessed. I know as a family, we even talked about our, our goals and stuff as a family, just um, wanting to get the boys out in nature more and uh, travel. And um, I don't let them watch too much technology or TV and just want to keep their mind, help them keep their minds just, you know, pure and clear. And so then that's how we we'll just take it, take it, you know, one day at a time. But it's something that's very interesting that I'm waiting on, you know, more understanding and clarification from God is I'm finding now I'm I'm talking to any child that I meet, I'll ask them, has God ever shown you a door or a gate? Or one, one kid said there was a door inside of a tree. There are more kids right now, kids experiencing this. I'm finding that they're seeing these doors and these gates and they're, you know, going through them. And so I don't know a whole lot, like what the understanding of it all right now, but any kid, I'll, I'll find a kid in the park and I'll go ask, them, you know, and, um, and then some people online, I'll ask them, you know, uh, we have, we do have friends in South Africa whose little girl is experiencing a lot like Jed and how she uh, explains her experiences with God. And then we have friends in New Mexico, that's little girl. She explains it through how God shows her all these pictures. And so it is neat, all these little children, this happening. And I don't know if it's happening with adults, but they're just experiencing these uh, with, with it's either ladders or gates or doors or however they just going in, going inside and, and opening that within them. I think it's something that's being activated and opening inside of them during this this time of whatever you know <laughs> wow so i think that's very interesting <laughs> yeah it is well i look forward to staying in touch with you and hearing more of what you're hearing and if you guys take vacations uh kansas is not the most exotic place in the world we don't have <laughs> mountains or the ocean but we've got a lot of nice people so yes. <laughs> we'd love yes. to have you come up this way and maybe we can connect sometime in in texas too so yes. what a delight for these two episodes to be with you and see uh i can just see on your face and your countenance the the joy of the <laughs> lord and what god's doing in your life and it's wonderful so thanks capri for taking the time to yes. be with me Thank you for having me, Paul. I really appreciate it.
Thank you, and thanks, everybody, for listening today to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.